This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Open for Business here on BFM 89.9 and I'm Ruby Chai. Did you pick up arts and craft during the pandemic to pass time? Now, if you have, you might have heard of Loka Maid. Loka Maid was founded in 2015 by Audrey Chu and Chong Fei Gap, and they are a local lifestyle brand that wants to promote Malaysian culture by adding their own twists of fantasy and creative imagination through their illustration and products such as puzzles, postcards, stickers, and more. Audrey and Fei Gap are here in the studio with me today to share their creative journey. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hello. Hi, Lily. All right. Hi, First off, can you tell me more about what Locomade does and what your roles are in Locomade? I'm Audrey. I'm mainly more on the management and marketing side. Basically, it's those things, not not about illustration. <laughs> That's my part. <laughs> my part is more like creative director and art director. Right. Okay. Uh, Figure up and Audrey, both of you guys have been illustrators and artists for the longest time. But what were you both doing before Locomate happened? Uh, did you have any experience in the business or the entrepreneurial space? Before Locomate, uh, we started me and Fagia and another partner last time, uh, we started a studio called Running Snail Studio. So in 2012, we do a lot of uh, commercial illustration, game, concept wedding. art, wedding, <laughs> wedding animation. animation. Yeah. After that, three years later, which is uh, 2015, only we started this uh, Locamate. Okay. So how you kick-started your business, Locamate specifically, was you first started off by selling pop-up cards, right? When was the turning point or what was the point of time where you decided that actually this could be a business? Actually, it's the art book, right? We compile our first art book. The art book is called Lokamit. That's why the brand called Lokamit. Mm. Actually, it's stuff from an art book. Because when, you know, after two, three years of doing illustration, for Fagia, it's about more than like five years, mm. around five years. Yeah. So uh, he told to me, he said, hey, Audrey, I, I really want, you know, to have one art group because mm. that, that is like all artist dream. Okay. Right. So, okay, okay, let's make one art book. And then we need a title for the art book. We call it a Lokamit. In Mandarin, we call it Bentu Huan Xiang. Direct translate, which uh, is local imagination so i'm the producer of that art book i'm thinking that hey how if people they if they don't collect art book is it quite wasted because all the you know the illustration all the content is so nice so i told vega why not make this art book title lokamit make it to the brand name so uh the the art book specifically is a compilation of your artwork and art pieces yeah correct Oh, right. Okay. Locomate has both physical and online stores currently. Which one came about first and why was it sequenced that way? Before we started Locomate, actually, we have some experience uh, to open bazaar, booth at those uh, you know, anime fairs. Pop-up stores, right? Yeah, pop-up uh. store. After that, uh, we slowly uh, go into online. Actually, before pandemic, go into online. But, you know, online for us is that we're not really familiar because... We are both are from illustration background. After we start online store, only I think few years later we have our first uh, retail shop, right? Which is the current one at Subang Jaya. Uh, that is our studio gallery. Our retail shop is at Central Market. 
Right. Are they both still up and running currently? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So from what I've gathered is the online store first and then the physical store. And can you tell me, like, why did you choose to uh, venture into online store first when that t- that point of time, was it like 2000 and... 2016 now. Right, 2016. Right, 16, when online stores, they're not really famous. They have just started operating and everyone has just started to transition to online, right? Why did you choose to go online first instead of choosing, to you know, to rent an outlet to start a physical store first, like how we do? conventionally i think because online store the investment <laughs> the invest fee you know it's like uh, of course compared to retail shop it's like uh, um very much different so we start online and then also uh and the manpower because if we straight away start with retail it's quite hard for us sure. so why not we start just online uh and how was the process like was it difficult and what were the challenges back then Actually, we totally don't know what is online, what is website, what is social how media. To, that how the things operate. Right? How the things operate. So we also take like a uh, few uh, years, few years you know, to get familiar. Mm. How to operate. <laughs> right. And that was when you, majority of your sales are generated from your online stores first, right? Because other than online store, we also do client servicing, which is we have collaborate with uh, different corporate uh, partners mm. so uh, that time for us online income is like not many like just a bit but it's for us to you know testing hey our products can work or not people like our products or not where they want to buy our product if we don't have a retail shop so it's kind of like an R&D process of your own products yes. right yeah. and how was the response that time uh, actually quite okay uh, I think because that time not many discount products so when mm. we Quite unique, like I would say. Hmm. Because they got nowhere to buy. If they want to buy it, they only can go to our website. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, speaking of this, Locomate wants to promote Malaysian culture by adding your own personal twist of fantasy and creative imagination, right? Through your products, such as your puzzles and so on. So can you tell me why did you choose to center around Malaysian, Malaysia's culture to be your business and creative direction? Was it influenced like by your sales? Like you to see, oh, actually, they perceive this as something unique or is it just your personal belief and preference? Actually, the concept also starts from the art book which is the art series that very much focus on local scenery, buildings, architect. When it comes to Lokamet, we're thinking of other than just illustration, just a beautiful artwork, what we can do with illustration. So we have pop-up cards, we have greeting cards, we have puzzles. So we try to like Make it not just a good-looking piece of paper. La. If a, like a creative way, you can bring bring story to your foreigner friend. Yeah. yeah. More like a gift or a souvenir. Mm. Right. Okay. You have postcards, mugs, stickers, pins, magnets, so many products. I'm curious as to what comes first. Does the design come first or the type of product that you want to create come first? I think this one really depends. Uh, sometimes it's the product come first. Like let's say, uh, coming up, we, re- we, we were doing marks. Then we will research and we will uh, involve like, how we do a beautiful mark or so how to tell a story using a mark. 
sometimes you think, hey, this this team is quite nice. Let's say um plan. Let's say like a plan team. So how we can use this this team and apply on uh the lifestyle products? Right. Okay. So uh, it doesn't have like a, a fixed method as to how things yeah, come about. Right. All right. Now, uh, who creates the prints and illustration of the illustrations of all your products? Are they like in-house designers that you hired, or are they freelance designers that you outsource whenever necessary? Uh, most of our like ninety percent of our products is done by our in-house artists and illustrator and designer, and uh, sometimes we do collaborate with uh, the artist brand and artists. Uh, I also see that one product might have like three people involved, such as like sometimes there's one artist and then there's one copywriter and another designer to like compile and design the cover of the products. Right? It seems to be quite labor intensive. So I'm curious, how many people are there in your team and what are their roles respectively? We have total nine people, nine to ten mm. of our creative team. We have five person and the other is operating. Mm. Hmm. Okay, because there has been a talk about how the creative pool and talent pool in general is shrinking, and then it's very difficult to find talents right now. Is this a problem that you guys have been facing, or is it difficult to recruit people to join your team at the moment? <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite challenging for this part. Lah. Yeah, I think there's there are a lot of uh, talented people, and all the talented people, you know, prefer to do their own uh, project. Or so, uh, it's quite hard to get like people to join our team. But that's why uh we slowly like collaborate with artists and brands. Uh. For people who join us, I think they really need to like like what we are doing, and then really love the thing we do, and they like to draw. You know, somehow we found it's not easier to find someone that really can grow with us together. Right. So this is like part of your consideration when you bring someone on the team, right? They have to be aligned with your core values and what your design direction is, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. It's time for us to take a short break for some messages, but don't go anywhere. I'm here with Audrey Chu and Chong Fei Gap, the founders of uh, Luka Meet on Open for Business here on BFM 89.9, the business station. Burden Free Malaysia BFM 89.9 The Business Station Welcome back. This is Over for Business here on BFM 89.9 and I'm Lily Chai. I'm in the studio with the founders of Lokamate, Audrey Chu and Chong Fei Gap. And Lokamate is a local lifestyle brand that wants to promote Malaysian culture by adding their own twist uh, through their illustrations and products. Now, before the break, we were talking about the genesis of uh, the brand and how the products came about. Now, I'm curious, how many products do you have as of now? Actually, yesterday I really go and count. <laughs> it's about over 900 SKU. Yeah. Right. 900 SKUs. How do you deal with situations such as, you know, dead stocks? What do you do then? Put it at our retail store, you know. Yeah. Mm. And usually they will sell off pretty quickly. Actually, it depends. <laughs> I think our storeroom also still have a lot of... <laughs> Not- Moving fast uh, product. <laughs> actually, I I think we also um have that some of our products. Let's say we improve the quality. 
mm. and then our old old stocks we are not no longer selling so i think we have a lot of that kind yeah. of stocks right so what do you plan to do with them the old stocks that you are unable to sell off then we're not going to sell it right we're not because going to sell it improved. but sometimes maybe you know uh, when we buy over how much we give it as a free gift right uh, okay right so i want to talk about a little bit of who manufactures your products so you have postcards stickers magnets and so many things do you have a sole manufacturer that helps with your production or there are a few that you source over the years there are many different like uh, supplier or manufacturer for our products and I think they are not easy also because every time when we say we want to do something new or new printing new design new pop-up card they are like uh, Audrey your thing is you know it's very, very specific. too specific you want the color correct be, yeah. you want the cutting correct you know sometimes you know all the our pop-up card is quite complicated right. they need to you know help us to uh, fix it uh, mm. compact and Package. also the packaging. Package. Uh, did you have a hard time finding pe- the right people to work with? Like printing uh, factory. factory. Now I think a lot of you know, the uncle, they already old. And then no young people to continue their business. Sometimes they told me, they said, oh, Audrey, I'm thinking to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uncle, don't. <laughs> if you don't do that, it's very, it's very hard for us to find another good a working partner to manufacture our products. Right. Okay. Uh, this I want to extend the question to, because your products are very specific to as to how you want to design and present it to your customers. Right. It sounds like a very uh, expensive business because you can't just make like. 10 or 20, but there is a specific MOQ to reach in order for them to manufacture and produce what you want, right? So how much capital was invested into the business uh, ever since, you know, to kickstart your business back in 2015? I think the biggest investment when we kickstart our local mate is uh, we invest a lot in our artbook, right. <laughs> which costs us uh, around 40 to 50,000 50, uh, for the printing and everything. Maybe that time we are not smart to do calculations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because our cash is stuck in our stock already in our Apple. And Apple is something that you you not really can run very fast. Uh. You put on a shelf, a uh, uh, bookstore. And maybe one month can run how many? Uh? 50? Well, I, I can't remember. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we spent a few years to like sell out all the books, right? Right. Besides that, you still have other products as well. Like how much do you invest in that portion then? So we learn from the artbook. We know that actually MOQ is very important. Like we cannot invest too much in one product. So we keep, we're always looking for a right MOQ. La. See the past result and then we yeah. compare to see, eh, if I order this kind of MOQ, how long time I can finish? So have you become profitable yet or when are you looking to become profitable? I think local after two to three years only, we are more like stable. Mm, so uh, have you broken even or become profitable? Yeah. You're right. So it's it's after like two to three years. Two to three years. Okay. Right. Your products range from two uh two ringgit fifty cents for postcards and it can go up to four hundred and eighty ringgit for art pieces. So how do you justify your pricing and what your profit margin looks like? Postcard, I don't want it to be, you know, too expensive because I'm I'm a postcard collector since I'm college time. You know, that time for us to buy a five ringgit, six ringgit, a nice postcard is quite costly 
for student. So uh, when we have this range of postcard, I told Fagel, eh, I hope it can be really affordable and people don't need to, you know, uh, choose 10, but because of the pricing, they have to, you know, put back five right. pieces. So actually our postcard, that time only we're selling two ringgit. Right. And buy five free ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how we, depends on the product, like this postcard, we don't need, you know, we don't need to earn a lot. We just need to cover our cost and also our uh, retailer. I think that is uh, very comfortable to us already. Hmm. So uh, we can't talk about your finances without talking about the pandemic. Uh, many people have, you know, picked up arts and crafts during the pandemic to pass time. And uh, since your physical store had to be closed during the pandemic, did your online sales and audience engagement online echo the similar situation? Uh, we are very lucky because uh, just right before the pandemic, Already have our. We don't have website. this kind of Shopee Lazada store. During mm. the pandemic, we go back to the studio to pack our online stuff. Uh, a lot of the. Mm. Especially puzzles. Uh, overseas that time. orders also. Um, right. But the most affected one will be our retail because we just uh, have our new shop at Central Market. Mm. We opened. Two months before the pandemic. Yeah, two months <laughs> before opened. the pandemic. Right. So how did you weather through that? Especially when you still needed to pay rent, right? How do you manage to yeah. stay afloat? And also the uh, renovation, renovation stops. rental, uh, store, everything. After two months, closed up. Not closed up, need to MCO so we cannot open anymore. Right. So you use your online sales to sustain during that period, right? Uh, very lucky the management, they give us like a long uh, grace period on the rental. And also it's more like a support each other, like management and also the tenant. That time on and off, we, we, we thought to fulfill this two years contract and then we just closed down. Mm. And then I told Fagel, hey, this shop, we haven't done any opening, then we need to close down. <laughs> yeah. So, but then after that, uh, after discuss with the management and then uh, they, they adjust, uh, uh, to adjust, adjust the, rental the rental for us. Uh. Mm. They also understand. Uh, mm. So we are like very appreciate. Right. So, so. The, the stores are still up and running until yeah. now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so paper adventures. <laughs> okay. Right. So... Since now everyone is out and about, has it affected your online or offline sales and or has it come back to pre-pandemic levels? I think people are more familiar with shopping online, right. even myself. So yeah. uh, I can say uh, it's getting better and stable, uh, which is very good. Mm, okay. I also want to touch on the partnerships that you have done with various uh, brands. What are the things that you consider when, when you decide to do a collaboration with certain brands, such as the, the recent one with Huawei, right? Do you think about, you know, the percentage of the profit that you will share or you just lean more towards the exposure that you will gain through that partnership? Most of the time, this kind of collaboration is uh, sometimes through agent, agency, uh. We have advertising agency like they looking for us to like create an illustration for them for the advertising. For us, it's more to the cooperation also part of our income. Exposure and also 
collaboration can be very fun. It's a new experience for us. Like that time, mm. that day, uh, one oh, hour life. live. <laughs> it's the first time we do live uh, uh, in on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Mm. Right. Uh, so it's a mixture of both. You look at both how much you can earn and how much exposure that you will gain yeah. from the partnership. All right. Now, uh, there's this question where you, and very, very Asian parent mentality is that you can't make art as in your passion or your interest, your hobby as business. Do you still think that the statement is true or have you seen a shift in terms of the landscape over the past seven years operating your arts and craft business? We have internet today. So I think if compared to last time, uh, I would say it's actually it's a little bit more easy. Like you can easily share your artwork, not only here, but because now it's a lot of platform also, right? You can have mm. freelance platform that you can help people draw and earn yourself. There's also uh, a lot of opportunity uh, to show your work to people. I think the parents also, they can see a lot of uh, uh, illustration or art entertainment no mm, movies, game, game. Movie, animation. So for I think Big. parents is quite like okay support for young parents yeah, uh, they young know parents. what is happening la. Entertainment art is a very big market la. Mm. So it's not like last time people always think of uh, when think of drawing you think of you sit at the street and then you draw for people and earn a very little so it's not that kind of thing anymore la. Right. Okay. So what are Loka May's future plans? We also want to keep on our core things, which is illustration. Uh, we still think a lot of possibility, a lot of a lot of media we can use. Uh, like recently, we explore how to do three D effect in in turn our hour into three D that kind of things. Because just uh, right after <laughs> like post pandemic, we are still like you know observing. Like Fagia said, we can use illustration to bring more a uh, visual experience to people. Thank you so much for spending time with me, guys. I've been speaking to Audrey Chu and Chong Fei the founders of Loka Made. If you missed any part of this show, you can go ahead on our website at bfm.my or the BFM app that is available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. I'm Lily Chai and this has been Open for Business here in BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.